Welcome to Global Truth Center. So there's a line in this song, I can't keep hiding. I can't keep running away. So my question for you on this very last Sunday of our year, what have you been running away from? What have you been hiding from? And if you can't come up with something, if I may suggest one to all of us, we have been hiding our greatness. We have been hiding our greatness on demand. We have been hiding our God selves. And we've been running away from it. Not just hiding it, but it shows up and we run away. There's a woman, my, I talked to my aunt today, uh, who um, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting to talk about her, but, but um, I'm very close to her. She's like my mother. <clears throat> her name's Jerry, and she has cancer, and she's been fighting it for a long time. And she said to me today, as I was driving here from the desert, she said, she said, Jim, why do you think I never became the, the star I was gonna be? Amazing singer. I said, I don't know, why do you think you never became? She goes, I don't know, but I, I always like pushed it back. I was afraid to let anybody see how talented I was. She said, clearly not your problem. <laughs> and, um, and she said, and I was so happy for that. She goes, I remember coming to see you on Broadway and to see all your shows. She says, and I, I, I was always so sitting there going, how does he do this? And I said, and you were equally as talented, if not more so. I said, but it's a good question. I said, I'm going to ask everybody today. Because you know what? Don't end up being 86 years old, confined to a bed, knowing your last months are ahead of you, and asking yourself, why did I run away from that? Why did I run away from that talent? Why did I run away from that idea? Why didn't I do that? So those are the questions that we need to ask ourselves at the end of this year. What am I running away from? What am I still, for some inexplicable reason, what am I still hiding? Because the song, it asks that question, but then it says, you know what? Because it's called my declaration, I'm gonna be stronger. And these are all just for you to think about. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better made. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to suddenly make yourself better. You are brilliant and perfect right now, right the way you are. But what you make out of it is yours to do. No one else's. You can be the most brilliant talent in the world, and if you hide it under a bushel, no one gets to see it. And if you don't go out and cultivate it, and not be afraid of the many failures that show up in life. Failure does not mean the end of anything. Failure means the beginning of the next thing. That's all it is. I've had many failures. How many of you have, have is there anyone here who's never had a failure in their life? There you go. We've all had failures. And they t bring us to where we are. I remember as an actor, when I didn't get a part, I used to think it was the end of the world. First I thought, how dare they? I did. I always had that feeling like, really? Who did you hire? But then I realized that was just my ego speaking, my, my, my hurt ego speaking, you know? 
But most of those failures, now if something doesn't go my way, I am certain it's because it shouldn't. Because my best is somewhere else for me. That's a philosophy that if actors understood better. You know, I always love Glenn Morshower's here today when he does his extra mile. One of the things he says that always gets to me is this idea that you offer people what you have. If they don't want it, that's fine. If they just don't want it, take it to the next person. Always show up as your best, say, here's what I got. Not like, what can I do to be what you want? It's a very different story. Writers, same thing. Directors, whatever. Here's what I have to offer. You like it? Great. You don't? Oh, well. Moving on. So there's the question. What are you going to do this year differently? You're going to be stronger, better made. I'm going to give everything I have. I'm going to be braver, and I'm going to live my life beyond fear. And then I love this lyric, because I'm taking it on. I'm taking it on. So, what are you taking on in 2020? I love that it says, I'm taking it on. Because if we were to use Ernest Holmes' idea of it, he calls God it, the thing itself. So, am I going to take God on this year? As though something's, God is something I can take on, as opposed to allow out? Am I going to take on the understanding that that's who I am this year? I've been teaching this for a long time now. I'm one of the few ministers, I'm not saying this to brag, but I am one of the few ministers that will stand up here and lecture on I am God. I am not afraid of that, nor should anyone be afraid of the concept I am God. We just have to remember, the reason we can say that is because it's all God. And if it's all God, I have to be God. I have to be some part of that God. And as a part of that God, before all my students go, oh my God, you just said you were only a part of it. <laughs> In order to be a part of that God, you must be connected to the allness of that God, which is why Rumi is correct that I am the entire ocean in a drop. All of it, connected to all of it. That's what Ram Das was trying to teach us for years and years and years. That right where I am, the fullness of the universe exists. So what about taking that on? How can I be less than if I take that on as who I am, as my true identity? How can I be less? How can I let any kind of failure slow me down when I really understand what that is? It's just the perfect culmination of that particular journey, and now here we go. Here's the next one. John Livesey knows this better than most. You go to do this brilliant, brilliant job, and then when that no longer serves us, we move on to something else. Now, John, instead of being this big honcho at Condé Nast, he's a big honcho in the world, giving lectures, helping people understand that very thing. Right? So, you'll love this. My computer keeps turning off, and I keep turning it back on. <laughs> There's a lesson in that. <laughs> I could just give up on the computer, but no, I'm going to keep turning it back on <laughs> to see what I'm saying next. No, because uh, I'm going to the Ram Das quote, and I don't have it memorized. So, here's a great Ram Das quote. Our problem is that we are all too busy holding on to our unworthiness. Right? I love, I love when I hear, mmm. <laughs> but it makes sense, doesn't it? We are spending so much time holding on to our unworthiness. And, and, and don't take the word unworthiness and turn it into anything other than we are holding on to anything that stops us from being who we are. 
because that's what unworthiness is. It means for some reason, in some crazy world, I've decided somebody else is more worthy than I am. That's not true. No one is more worthy than you right where you sit. No one is more worthy than you right where you sit. No one has the capacity, young lady, to change the world more than you do, right? You know that. Nobody. Nobody has any more than you do to do what is yours to do. You know, I look at Emma here, who is just in her second year, you're going into your third, second year, second year of college in New York. I expect her to be the next Bernadette Peters, but not Bernadette Peters, just the next Emma Mumford. Right? I expect people to say what they want, say who they expect to be, and then do it. Why not? Why wouldn't we expect that? That's why I have such a hard time with hopes. I get it. I get that hoping, you know, when pe people get on me about this, they're like, why do you hate hopes so much? Well, hopes, as Ernest Holmes says, hope is better than despair. I will grant you that. But hope means there's a possibility that you're not in charge that there's a possibility that there's so much out there that's going to possibly change what it is, you, is yours to do. Hope isn't the strongest mode of creation. Decision, intention, belief, those are things I stand behind. And if I can't get to any of those, hope is a nice first step out of the gutter. <laughs> I did say gutter, I heard myself say it. So there's another Ram Dass quote that says, only that in you, which is me, can hear what I'm saying. And just listen to that for a minute. because he, he wasn't on drugs when he wrote this one. <laughs> only that in you, which is me, can hear what I'm saying. So what you hear today is as much about you as it is about me and what I'm saying. Every one of you is going to hear things the way you hear them, which means you're going to bring your entire personality, your whole belief system into being, and then listen. But did you know that your mind is like this decipher? Steve Braband says something to me, and I decipher what he means by it I, 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 for myself. How does that apply to me? How does it work for me? And yet, if we were to get ourselves out of the way and just say, I surrender, I am open to whatever is being said, then all of a sudden... We're hearing things that we've never heard before. Same words, same ideas, but we're hearing them differently. The title of my talk today is, I Declare. <laughs> it's a southern talk. <laughs> I Declare. So the first question I have for you is, and I want to show a hands, how many people are going to do some New Year's resolutions this year? Oh, uh, because you remember my last year's talk. And I said, no resolutions. Um, how many people are going to try to change things up this year? Yeah, right? Okay, so we, we may... How many people see things in their life that they would like to change for 2020? Okay, I do too. And, and I love my life. I have great stuff in my life. But there are still things I would like to change up. I would like to be a better um, uh, cultivator of my time. I would like to be better at my time. So would a lot of people in my life like me to be better at my time. <laughs> So I'm trying to help that out, too. Eric's probably one of them. So resolution. Here's what resolution means. A firm decision to do or not do something. A plan for something to be done. 
a plan for something to be done. So here's the thing. Most of you raised your hands, the things you'd like to change for the new year. Do you have a plan of how you're going to do that? Because frankly, the, 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 the willy-nilly way of doing things where like, well, if it happens, it happens. Well, if it doesn't, it doesn't. That's not going to work. That's that thing we talked about last week, that spiritual bypass. It's all God. It's all going to be good. I'm sure it will all be perfect. Well, okay. And what are you going to do to step into that perfection and allow it to activate? So what's your plan, Stan? Stan. <laughs> what's your plan? So now, what is a declaration? Let's look at a declaration. A formal and explicit statement or announcement. A formal or explicit statement or announcement. So my question today is, what are you going to stand for in 2020? What do you stand for right now? What do you stand for? We asked this in the desert, and I, I asked a group of people, I said, what do you all stand for? It's kind of a hard question to answer. What do I stand for? I kind of know my answer. I don't kind of. That's my valley version. <laughs> I kind of know it. I stand for, bless you, I stand for understanding my identity as God and taking it everywhere I go, talking it everywhere I go. I had a conversation with my childhood neighbor, um, lived two doors down from me, still does, lives those same, same space I grew in 66 years ago, 65 years ago. Um, and I asked, she's, she's very Lutheran, and I asked her, I said, so what do you stand for? You know, what, 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 what is it? And she said, I stand for love. I'm just interested in being loving to everybody. I said, that's perfect, that's brilliant. And I, she said, what do you stand for? And I said, I stand for helping the world understand that they are God and that they don't need a middleman. There was this silence. <laughs> and then she said, I think I saw one of those talks of yours. And I said, if you've watched any of my talks, you have heard this. And she said, so how's that being received? I said, mostly good. She said, she said, she said you should come to my church and try it. <laughs> but I thought about that, and I went, you know what, Kath? I should come to your church and try that. She goes, well, they won't let you, but you should try talking to more people that don't believe that. And I said, and I got teary. I was like, I'm driving. And I got teary, and I was like, that's what I want. I want to be able to say this in a way that people can hear it, as that quote said, that people can hear it and maybe just move towards it a little bit better. Just move a little closer to it. Just move. And that's for all of us. What do you stand for? What if you stood for your true identity? Really stood for your true identity? Because here's the thing. If you are God, if it happens that I am right and you are God, Marilyn, your life has to change exponentially, although yours is pretty good with those elephant runs and such. Every single person here, if you stood more in that, things would have to change. They would just have to change because my life would unfold based on what I stand for. So I think it's imperative that we all understand in 2019, the few days that are left, what do we stand for? And then decide, declare, Make an explanation, a statement. I stand for this. What if you never let yourself degrade yourself again, ever, because you knew who you were? What if you never got angry at yourself again because you knew who you were? 
What if you never compared yourself to one other person on this planet ever again because you knew who you were? What would happen? What do you think your life would turn into if there was no comparisons, only a perfect understanding of who you were? You would stand for the truth of who you are. Oh my God, imagine what could come out of you. Ram Das said this, ask yourself, where am I? The answer is I am here. Ask yourself, what time is it? The answer is, the time is now. And then he writes, ask yourself this until you believe it. Simple, practical. Where am I? I'm right here. What time is it? It's now. Now, I would like to say, who am I? I know where I am. I know that it's now. But I also know that I am the very divine energy of life. I am the pure potentiality of the universe. I am nothing that I have done up to this point. I don't get any of the benefits from it, and I don't get any of the negatives from it. None of that has any bearing on this moment, who I am. That's what I stand for. And the moment we can get so clear about that that nothing else can challenge it, I guarantee you this next decade is going to be unlike any decade any, as any of us have lived before. So this year, as we step into this next coming year, I'd actually like you to do something. If you, if you choose before sunrise, or before midnight on New Year's Eve. I'd just like you to take a piece of paper or whatever you want to take, and I'd give you, I want to give you this little full circle concept. I want you to first spend a little bit of time that night, before, right before midnight, you know, before the, the year ends. Just spend a little bit of time and decide, make a decision. Who am I going to be in this coming decade? Just make a decision, decide. Write whatever you want to write about it. Decide what it's going to be. Make a decision. So that's the thinking process. So first think it, then decide it, then write it down. So you've just done three things. You've thought about it, you've made a decision, and you've written it down. There's three things. And then I want you to read it out loud. Because when you read it out loud, you're going to have to hear it. And then when you hear it, you're going to have to think about it again and then make the declaration. So there you go. You get a piece of paper, and you think about what you want different in your life. You think about what do you stand for? What do I stand for? What am I going to stand in? Come hell or high water, no matter what, what am I going to stand in? You think about it, and you make a decision. And if mine is that I will stand in my God self regardless, write it down. Decide what it is, write it down. So you've thought it, You've decided on it, you've written it down, and then you read it out loud so that you hear it. It's this full circle. Now I'm going to hear it again. I am going to stand in my God self no matter what. So that when something comes along that clearly says to me, uh-uh, not so much God today, huh? Yeah, that's not so God-like, is it? I'm going to be able to say, yes, it is. I know who I am because that's what I'm standing for. So think it. Decide it, write it down, read it out loud, hear it, and then think about it again. And then make your declaration. 
and I do mean declaration, be able to literally stand up and exclaim what it is you have decided. We are powerful beings. Our minds create our, our entire life. So why not use our minds at the end of this year to step into this new year? You in? I think it'll be fun. Even if you're at some wacko party and everybody's going crazy, go in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, sit down. <laughs> grab a piece of paper. Bring it with you. Or, or, no, don't record it. Well, you have to play it back to yourself then. However you choose to do it. But do it with that circuit, circuituity. I think that's the word I wanted. So, once all of this happens, and once you are, if you're able to do this and you choose to do this, then the last thing I'd like to say is this. There are a lot of resolutions in life. There are a lot of declarations in life. There are a lot of things we decide we're going to do. We're going to give up. We're going to be this. I'm going to be more of this. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better made. I'm going to be... Now, I want you to look at that word in there. I'm going to be. I'm going to be better made. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be all of this. It's time to stop being the group of gonna-bees. It is time to start being the people that live it, moment by moment by moment. And so once you do all that work and you make your declaration, your next advance for yourself is to live it, to truly live it. Give people around you, the ones you really trust, permission to point it out if you're not. Give people that you love, people that respect you enough to do it in a way that you won't want to deck them, <laughs> to be able to say to you, I know you're better than this. I know you're bigger than this. Because you know what? It does take a village. And it does take all of us to know what one another has. If you recall, I started this talk by telling you all, you all have everything you need to create the exact life you want. I know that. And if I see you're not living it, I will make it my business to very lovingly and politely let you know that that's not exactly what's going on. And I would like you to do the same to me, not all at once, <laughs> because I do give very relatively few people the opportunity to do that for me. And I have my special people who can tell me that and are willing to tell me that often, <laughs> as much as I need it. So that's the great community we can be. I see your God, and I know you see my God. So let's see more of it in 2020. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.